Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Every episode is titled, It Starts With Tennis and Goes From There. We talk with coaches, club managers, industry business professionals, technology experts, and anyone else we find interesting. We want to have a conversation as long as it starts with tennis. Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast, powered by Go Tennis. While you're here, please hit that follow button. And after you listen, please share with your friends and teammates. Also, let us know if you have questions or topics you would like us to discuss, and we will add them to our schedule. With that said, let's get started with 10 Minutes of Tennis. Hey, hey, good morning. This is Sean with Go Tennis Atlanta. And uh, as always, Justin noticed in my May the Courts Be With You shirt. And uh, we want to say good morning to Justin Yo, world-renowned tennis coach, Aussie in Puerto Rico. And we are today are going to talk about the five elements of tennis. And so I'm going to say, Justin, what are the five? Oh, sorry. No, I had to. What are the five elements of tennis and why is this interesting? Yeah, I mean, again, like we broke down every week, we've got better and better at breaking things down and making people think about things, which is what we're here for 10 minutes. Um, uh, but five elements are, you know, your conditioning, uh, which is either physical, mental, emotional, technical, tactical. And uh, they all go hand in hand to make a tennis player. Um, when, we're, when we're talking about a guy that when you're getting in a day where you're in the zone, all five are working well for you. Um, sometimes one's not working and you have to figure it out. And that's why it's really easy, a good thing to practice with the five. Um, I find sometimes when people are practicing, they don't challenge themselves, they don't put enough intensity. So the five don't really get affected. You're really just working a technique or a certain tactic for the day. Um, you know, it was interesting. You and I just talked about it before, but, uh, you know, 90% is really mentally and emotionally. We've, we've heard this all the time. 90% of the game is, is between your ears. Um, and between your ears can actually control the emotions. So they go sort of hand in hand. Uh, and you have to learn to control and manage those. Uh, you manage them. It makes it easier then to, on your body and on your technique and on your tactics as well. It makes you think more clearly about all of them. Uh, so mentally, emotionally, you know, you can also argue the point that if your technique's off, you're off. But uh, at the same time, the game is the game. So you're going to try to survive on whatever you survive. Every player has a few physical constraints. Uh, we talk about, you know, you know, Djokovic, everybody says Djokovic, Djokovic. If you don't, if you're watching here and there, he usually does have tape on the leg or he has something going on. And if he's got a little physical thing, then he's mental and emotional. He's got to make sure he's making up for his, his physical constraint. Um, and, you know, John McEnroe, same thing. He's always, always says, you know, on the worst day, the champions still find a way to win. Um, you know, and that's, again, mentally and emotionally as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so um, uh, we've been talking about juniors to uh, amateur players. Junior development, I say, if, if coaches are listening right now, they're in massive academies. I would literally try to always in all all um, drills or coaching sessions or academy sessions, you're trying to use all the elements. You're trying to always tamper them. You're trying to challenge them. You're always trying to make it harder on them because as they get older enough and they get to the best leagues, that's when they're going to need them the most. Um, Van Lendl made a very good statement. 
back in the days, he said juniors was his best year and his easiest year because once you play 18 or 18 and 16 and 14 and 12, you're only playing two age groups. He said it was it was fantastic. He said once I got an adult over 18, I was playing 30 and unders. So he's like, I had 18 years gap versus two years gap, you know. So, um, you know, it's a very big deal as a junior to, you know, capitalize and challenge and put as much possible in there. Um, if now, I can jump in, if I can jump in with a question about that, yep. that academy to say all five, we do a lot of work, high level academies, just down to beginners, down to club players. And we say, OK, today we're going to work really work on the technique of the forehand. Is there a way as a coach that I can add in a little mental aspect to that or a little emotional aspect? Is there a way that I can start adding? Maybe I can't work all five at the same time all the time, but can I add in some other element, whether it's scorekeeping to add pressure or are there other examples of say, hey, we're going to work on technique and we're going to do windshield wipers. So you got to go out. It's going to be physical conditioning and this, this and this. You're keeping score. You got to keep track intellectually, and I'm going to yell at you and make you make you upset. Like, can, we, can we put all those things together? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can challenge a kid to to think of positive affirmations. They may be a very negative kid, you know. And and so every time they hit a crappy shot, you got to you know give me a positive word. Say something good right now. And they're, they're just like, I just want to say that. It's like, no, you can't do it. Come on, give me a good word, or we're not hitting another ball. You know. So that they challenge themselves to change their mental state uh, to stay in the zone or stay more positive. Um, you can give them direct, you know, different areas of the court to hit to with the correct technique. Um, you know, uh, and sometimes, as we all know, if you don't move correctly and don't position your feet well, it's always harder to hit a certain part of the targets. So, um, you know, there's so many elements that you can challenge them in those five things. Uh, on every single aspect. Uh, I say golf, I mean, tennis is not golf. So no kid should be standing still working strokes. It just doesn't work. It's no, it's never going to happen in a game. Uh, so it should never happen on a tennis court. So, um, you know, so like, you know, you and I have talked about this. Mike Burrell's whole system is to get them playing as quick as possible. I agree because it, they have to be moving. They have to learn to hit. They have to learn to keep the ball going. They have to learn attention span. All of those things are so critical sometimes, which I have to say, before technique. Because you can have the most beautiful technique, but if you don't learn to get all those other things, your technique breaks down anyway. So, you know, it's it's a combination of it all, you know, all five of them to really, really make a tennis player. And when we go to an amateur, have a good look. Ask your coach or just analyze yourself. There's so many great apps. There's so many great things these days. Have your girlfriend and your wife sit and chat you on some things that you think you need in your game and have a good look at your, your stats. That way you can start to figure out out of the five, do I have them all or which one do I need to work on? You know, did I break down mentally? Um, did I did I win on the forehand and, and the next point I lost? And then they'll win again that I lost. You know, we used to graph our kids to show them that, you know, how many points they can patch together. Uh, That's really, really important to learn how to, you know, another ball and another ball, you know. Uh, Basic systems. You want to break, but it breaks only worth a hole. 
If you don't hold, you, the break wasn't worth anything, you know? There's so many things that an amateur player can become better in those five elements. Um, mentally, emotionally, I keep saying, if you're not in the right state and you're not believing in what you're doing, you're already going to be stiff, so you're going to be wasting energy. Your technique isn't there. You're not going to be looking at the player and trying to find a way to break him down because you're too looking about yourself. Uh, you know, you and I have talked about this too, about internal, external. Internal thinking, external thinking. Internal thinking is away from the baseline. When you address the court, you should be thinking about what you've got to do to beat that player. And last week we talked about A, B, and C. You should be thinking about A, B, and C uh, on this point and then the next point. And if you find a gap or you find something that hurts them, you never let go till they figure it out, you know. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot in those five elements that people can learn from junior to even amateur. And then as the de- as a tennis player becomes really good junior-wise, you got to put them in all uncomfortable situations to then help them to be a Djokovic or an Alcarez or a Goff um, or a Williams sister. You, you know, Serena's story was wonderful. She was put in a situation where she got no attention. So she created the attention. You know, if anyone watched the movie, you can see it a mile away. Venus was the highlight and Serena was nowhere. And then she was like, I don't like being in the shadows. And look who had the bigger career. I mean, pretty simple, you know. I think that, does that cover all five a little bit? Is that, you got all five. So, so name not listen. Go through them again, one by one. Give me a quick little explanation. So it's physical. Physical is just your conditioning. You got to learn to be conditioned. And and I mean, uh, Alcaraz is the epitome of that right now. And Djokovic at his age, another epitome. Yeah. Um, girls, some of them are really fit. I'm not going to compare, uh, but I can just say those two guys, especially, uh, are just ridiculous athletes as far as I'm concerned. Nadal as well, but he's got some different styles game-wise. Those two specifically are impressive. Um, so physical, um, technical. Technical is very, very important uh, for efficiency and for stroke efficiency and being able to make sure you can hit certain parts of the court. Um, some people just don't have the right technique. So because of that, they're limited in their strokes and are limited in their tactics. Um, tactics is the next one. You know, you got to understand your tactics. you got to know your toolbox. If you know your toolbox, you're trying to use your tools against the other guy's tools. If he's got more tools than you, you got to find a way to break down his tools within your tools. If you try to play outside your tools, good luck mentally and emotionally. You know, so. All right, there you um, go. That's all of them. That's, that's all of them? All right. So yeah, there you go. That's a little wrap up. Good luck mentally and emotionally there at the end. Yeah. After you got toolbox <laughs> issues, then you're going to have some intellectual and some emotional problems. <laughs> stay, stay away from the cell phone. It's the worst thing in the world you can do before a match. There you go. I love it. Great final advice. Justin Yo, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. Cheers, mate. Well, there you have it. We want to thank rejuvenate.com for use of the studio. And be sure to hit that follow button. For more tennis-related content, you can go to atlantatennispodcast.com. And while you're there, check out our calendar of tennis events, the best deals on Technofiber products, tennis apparel, and more. If you're a coach, director of any racket sports, or just someone who wants to utilize our online shop, 
Contact us about setting up your own shop collection to offer your branded merchandise to the Atlanta tennis world. And with that, we're out. See you next time.